Broncos cheerleaders, and you're listening to Sports Crunch with DCROM. This is Sports Crunch with DCROM. I'm your host, David Cromwell, and welcome to part four of our special Beyond the Chat series with the 2022 Denver Broncos cheerleaders. Last episode, we had second-year veteran Sophia, a good friend of mine and kindergarten teacher on the program, and today we welcome an amazing young woman with a somewhat similar background. Shannon is also in her second season with the Denver Broncos cheerleaders and was not too long ago teaching junior high school. Also like Sophia, Shannon is a graduate of Colorado State University and currently works full-time as a marketing specialist. Above all, this rock and roll enthusiast brings nonstop juice and positive energy everywhere she goes and is extraordinarily kind and supportive like a cheerleader is supposed to be. And Shannon, my friend, it is the highest honor and greatest blessing to have you, your energy, and light with us today. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to join my sisters in doing this. So thanks for reaching a handout to me. Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you and your amazing teammates so much from the bottom of my heart for agreeing to do this series with me. It is truly a dream come true. And as we've said several times before on this series, when it comes to job security as a Denver Broncos cheerleader, there are absolutely zero, and I mean zero guarantees. You have to re-audition every single year, and many have told me that the competition gets stiffer each time. Which audition process was more difficult for you, making the team for the first time last year or re-auditioning to earn your chaps back this year? 100% this year, and I think it has nothing to do with the audition process. Of course, the talent gets incredible, more incredible every year that I audition, Um, but your first year, you're so excited. You have nothing to lose, only to gain. And so you're just eyes wide open, taking in everything. And this year coming in, you know exactly how much this team means to you and what an honor it is to be on this team. And so you don't want to lose that. So I think I was more nervous this year than I was last year. And this was the first year that I got to audition the whole process in person. So the last two years have been COVID restrictions. Um, And so it was a little bit of change of pace this year, which adds adds to a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, but wasn't it better to be around your friends during the audition process this time around? It's definitely not that there was a lack of support last year, but knowing that you have 26 women that you've already built a bond with cheering you on and supporting you definitely eases the process once you're there. And I know I had the opportunity to get to know some of the girls that made the team. They were in my interview group. And so we formed our own special little bond even before we made the team. And so it was nice to get to extend some of the love from my sisters that I was feeling to new women that were auditioning. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you began your professional cheer and dance career as a dancer for the Denver Outlaws, a professional lacrosse team that is sadly now defunct. And dating back to my near decade of friendship with the DBC, it seemed that almost annually, annually, a young woman who was a Denver Outlaws dancer earned the right to wear the chaps. Why do you think the Denver Outlaws dancers were such a major training ground for prospective DBCs? I think it helped definitely dancing on the same field. Um, Obviously, we have significantly less people at an Outlaws game than at a Broncos game, but getting to feel the field and feel the space definitely eases a little bit of nerves. I know last year we auditioned on the field, and so it felt like home, coming back home to me. Um, And I think that definitely helps a lot of women feel confident because they know 
exactly how it is. And wearing the boots, there's nothing like putting on your first pair of cowboy boots and that's what we dance with for outlaws. Um, and I think that sometimes comes into play what you're dancing in, how comfortable you feel. Um, and then obviously Margaret Foy was our my coach for my two seasons, two of the three seasons that I was on the team. Um, and just getting to pick her brain about her time on DBC and learn from her experiences and her coaching us into being wonderful women that it made the process a little bit easier going into Broncos. Uh, yeah, Margaret was one of the most exceptional women I met on DBC back in the day. She is absolutely wonderful and incredible, and you were very fortunate to have her as a mentor for you. It definitely paid off. And uh, this May, after a two-year hiatus due to COVID, you were thankfully able to resume the annual DBC team bonding trip to Mexico. And this yearly tradition was used for a swimsuit calendar shoot in the past, but apparently that is no longer the case. Based on what you are allowed to tell us, what kind of content were you shooting down in Mexico this spring and what will the final product look like? So we really use this opportunity to get to know our new hub down in Mexico. The Broncos extending Broncos country down into Mexico City is wonderful news. And so we really took advantage of this opportunity to get to know the people down there. Um, part of our team went into Yucatan to do some service work and get to know the people down there. And they had an amazing time. I'm a little bit jealous that I didn't get a go, but hopefully next year we'll get to extend the whole team to get to take part in that. Um, but we shot some swimsuit. Um, pictures to, for social media. We did a couple fitness things that I think we're going to see on Broncos Fit hopefully sometime this year. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It, it was something that you think about forever. And of course, that's a huge thing to do when you make the team. And unfortunately, um, we're not doing the calendar anymore. But really, I think what was nice is just to get to know the new Broncos country that we have down there and getting to know the people and extending a hand out there to get to know them. Because in my eyes, we're the closest usually that people can get to football players and to the full experience. So getting to be, I don't know, the face, that's probably not a great way to put that, but <laughs> getting to get to know them and extend a little piece of actual Broncos country here that we have, the spirit that we have here in Denver out to Mexico City, which is the new Broncos country. <laughs> Oh, definitely. And it's only a matter of time before uh, the Denver Broncos cheerleaders are on the sidelines of the Stadio Azteca for a regular season game. It's not going to be this year, but it might happen next year, given the way the schedule works uh, in the NFL. I definitely hope that you get to be a part of that, Shannon. And uh, absolutely, the Yucatan uh, trip that some of your teammates, including McKenna, who was our first guest on the series, uh, went on. Uh, it made me want to add that item to my bucket list, so to speak. I feel you. So uh, definitely lots to look forward to uh, in Mexico for the Broncos organization going forward. And as mentioned in the intro, you currently work as a marketing specialist, but just a short time ago, you were teaching seventh grade English. Why did you decide to switch careers from teaching to marketing? So I struggle a lot with mental health. Um, I have for my whole life. Um, sometimes it's just anxiety, sometimes it's depression, and I'm very open and willing to talk about it um, more, but I'll keep it short because I know you've got a lot to talk about today. Um, but education right now is hard and it's difficult because I think a lot of education schools um, and universities right now are teaching pre-COVID rules and regulations to run your classroom. And we're living in a world that is post-COVID and these kids have been 
torn all over the place between virtual learning and in-person learning and masks and no masks and cleaning regulations and you have to be socially distanced and so they're trying to get back into the swing of things everyone is trying to get back in the swing of things and we were told to run classes as normal and that's a lot of pressure on us the teachers and as well as on the students and so as a first year teacher I came in with all these goals and aspirations that I was going to make it better and at my school at least there was just a lack of support um, and for a first year teacher, that's difficult because you don't really know what you're doing. You're just kind of going by the seam of your pants every day and you want to be there for the kids. But it, it, get, it got to a point where I was asking for support and there was none to give. And it came down to a decision of keeping my love and my heart for my kids and my students and teaching or taking care of my own mental health. Um, and so I did what I felt was right and positioned into a marketing position with Madison Taylor and they've been lovely, wonderful. And I really, to me, it's been the best thing for my life. But obviously after the shooting in Texas, it really made me question if I made the right choice because what if that was my class and I wasn't there? And so it's been hard, definitely. It's been definitely probably the hardest decision I've ever made. I cried all weekend after I left. My kids cried. I still think about them all the time. But right now, it, it's good. Shannon, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Uh, we all have to be more open about our mental health. As uh, you may know, I went through similar mental health struggles uh, in college, like when I realized when I wasn't going to be the uh, full-time musician that I wanted to be. I felt like the world's worst loser, so to speak. And uh, I had like these demons in my head, like encouraging me to do some of the worst things imaginable. And uh, one of the main objectives of this Beyond the Chap series is to let NFL fans everywhere know who you really are as human beings off the field and the impact you've made on my life off the field, uh, you, your teammates, and most of the women that I know that came before you. Um, like have literally been a lifesaver to me because uh, without that, I don't know where I'd be right now. I, I could be in, in, in prison because I did a bad thing. And, uh, and now I'm here interviewing uh, members of one of the greatest and not the greatest cheer team in pro sports history. So <laughs> it's definitely, I think people should be more open about mental health and that's why I like to talk about it so frequently because definitely. it's not a bad thing to have anxiety. You just need to learn how to cope with it in the right way. So thank you for sharing. I know I've enjoyed every time you share your story and your experiences as well. Absolutely. You, you only uh, solve your problems by sharing them publicly, folks. Uh, keeping them private uh, is uh, not the best idea. It's okay to not be well, folks. Just keep that in mind. And you've got help wherever you can find it, folks. There's love in this world. Just share your mental health story and you will get the help that you need. And what advice would you give anybody of any age wanting to make such a change when it comes to employment? I think you got to do, my mom has always said, if it feels right to you, it feels good in your heart, then you're making the right decision. Obviously, there's limitations. If you, there's certain rules, you know, maybe some people do some things that feel good to them, but you probably shouldn't do. But overall, if you're thinking about an employment switch, if you are miserable in your job and you wake up like I was and I'd cry before I had to go in, I just wasn't happy and it didn't feel right in my heart to be there at the moment. And I was lucky enough that another door opened up similar to what I wanted to do. And I took the leap and I'm happy I did. So it feels better to my heart. And I wish there was better advice to give someone because I know how hard it is to 
shift completely, especially if you went to school for four years and got your degree in something and you're looking forward to it. And then you're like, well, I'm not going to use my degree anymore. Why did I pay so much money for this degree? But if it feels better to you to do that, then you just got to listen to your heart. Beautiful advice there, Shannon. And back to the Broncos. And uh, this season is uh, shaping up to be the most exciting season of Denver Broncos football since uh, the 2015 Super Bowl season. And there are two words that explain why. Those two words, Russell Wilson. How did you react when you first heard the news that Russell Wilson was going to be a Bronco? Your teammate Sophia had a very, very fascinating story. Uh, I just want to hear your story of that moment. So I, way back when we were debating who was going to be our quarterback for the season, everyone wanted A.A. Ron, and we're so excited. That's who they wanted. I was like, no, no, no. If we could pick anyone, I want Russell Wilson. I was saying this way back once the season ended. I knew who I wanted, and everyone told me I was wrong for thinking that. My dad and I told everyone, we were like, we want Russell Wilson. That's who we want. If we could pick anyone, that's who we want. And I think when I heard the news, I about passed out because I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like we got him. <laughs> and then I got to tell everyone that was like, no, we're getting Aaron Rodgers. I was like, you're wrong. I was right. I should have put some money on it. I would have been a millionaire by now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, why did you prefer Russell Wilson over Aaron Rodgers? I think there's just a a culture here that we have with the Broncos and the more I'm a part of it, the more I feel how special and magical this team is. And not that there's anything with, wrong with Aaron Rodgers, but I just felt the vibe that Russell Wilson and Sierra bring and are going to bring to this team. It's just matches that magic that we have here in Broncos country. And I think that's why it takes a special person to click with this team and be a part of this team and be cherished from Broncos country. And I think they just had that special spark. And that's why I was ecstatic to have them here. I cannot believe we got Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I've said several times before on this program, uh, when I first uh, saw the tweet that broke the news, I wanted to scream as loud as I did in my life, but I had to hold it in for two hours because I was at work and I, I work in, in an office. But the, the second I got out of work, I recorded a video selfie of myself screaming. <laughs> I know. Luckily, we only have about eight people in our office and we were all following the news. So we had a little celebration at work. Definitely. <laughs> I didn't have to wait. Oh, absolutely. Easily one of the most uh, memorable moments I'll have as a uh, Broncos fan. And uh, you mentioned Sierra, um, maybe you and your teammates will get to perform with her this year. How about that? I hope so. We have a couple dances in store, maybe just some Sierra songs. So it would be an unreal experience to get to perform with her kind of Florida-esque maybe <laughs> maybe keep yeah. it manifest it you never know <laughs> yeah and by Florida-esque you mean because you performed with Florida last year correct yes exactly yep it would be so much fun to do a halftime show like that with Sierra I think I would die and go to heaven <laughs> oh my god I'm sure it would indeed and uh, what are your expectations for the Broncos this season given the presence of Russell Wilson I'm hoping for that Super Bowl ring. I don't know about you, but I would be very happy to have that be a part of my career here on the Broncos. Um, obviously, I know, fingers crossed, toes crossed, <laughs> I'm ready for it, I'm manifesting it now. We're going to get the Super Bowl ring. We're going to get the AFC Championship ring. That's my expectation. I do feel very similar him with Peyton Manning and that he's going to come in. And obviously there's going to be some tweaks and adjustments to get everyone comfortable, but I do really feel that energy that I felt back in 2015 
I think. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so long ago. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, definitely a similar vibe around the Broncos uh, now that Russell Wilson's in town that reminds you of the Peyton Manning years. Absolutely. My fingers are crossed as well. But I'm going to triple down on a promise I made to your teammates, uh, Alexandria and Sophia. Uh, I am a very analytical guy when it comes to football and uh, mostly on this program. I uh, do not uh, sound like a Homer. I uh, strictly analyze and try to make the most uh, brain based prediction I can. And uh, I'm kind of a cynical SOB when it comes to my favorite sports teams, but uh, I will triple down on this promise. As I said, if I pick the Broncos to lose a game and they win that game, I am going to record a video selfie of myself shotgunning a beer and I have to post it to my Instagram. Yeah, do it. It's an apology to your team. <laughs> oh, yes. And, uh, and call me crazy, but nothing brings me more joy as a sports fan than when my favorite team proves me wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, 100%. I hope we have a lot of those games this year. <laughs> oh, oh, same here. But hopefully they're playing so good that it just boosts my confidence. But uh, yes. that's another story. <laughs> And uh, Shannon, uh, the Denver Broncos cheerleaders pride themselves on being football savvy. And I wanted to do something special with you on this program. I wanted you to predict some statistical numbers for the Broncos this season, starting with the leader in rushing yards. Will it be Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams? Take your pick. I would have to say Javante Williams. I think he has so much potential just watching him last year. Not that I have anything against Melvin Gordon at all. I think the Broncos are wonderful as a whole, but I think there's something special in Javante Williams. And so I'm hoping that's my pick. <laughs> okay, fair enough. What about the leader in rushing touchdowns? Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams? Keep in mind, Melvin Gordon's in rarefied air because he's had eight or more touchdowns in like a three or four straight seasons. Yes, I would have to pick Melvin Gordon on this one. I think it takes a little bit of expertise to know the field and know exactly what you're doing. And I, I think he has that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we are simpatico on uh, Javante Williams as the leader in yards and Melvin Gordon as the leader in touchdown. So the simpatico alert is about to be sounded. <laughs> Uh, my partner, Hal Bent, and I uh, do that on our show every time we're, when we're picking games to symbolize when we're in agreement and you and I are in agreement there. What about the leader in receiving yards? And you got five options here. Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, or for a wild card, Albert Okuebuna. I got to stick with Jerry Judy. I think he's watching him on the field. He It's it sounds so silly. I keep saying it, but there's just something special. It's je ne sais quoi, if you will, about um, certain players. And I think he's going to be our star this year. I have hopes for Jerry Judy, but given Russell Wilson's play style of wanting to throw deep and attack outside the numbers, I'm going to say Cortland Sutton. So we are in disagreement there, but regardless of who it is, whatever is best for the team is best for the team. And uh, so we don't have to make a bet on this one. <laughs> okay, good. I like that. I Curtin Sutton would probably be my second pick. Yeah. That, I don't know. It's hard. That was a hard question. And with so many options. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, uh, and, and it could be a, a statistical tie between all of them, given yeah. how much Russell Wilson will be forced to spread the ball around, given what the defense tries to take away. So uh, that's the beauty of it. And as uh, long what, as you're winning, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care either. This is just an exercise. So, all right. The leader in receiving touchdowns for the Broncos this season, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, or Albert O. 
I'm probably Cortland Sutton. I don't know. It's kind of hard to pick out of five. And they're all such qualified players, obviously, or they would be NFL NFL players. Um, but I don't know. I'll change it up a little bit. Oh, I agree. Cortland Sutton definitely is a major candidate to lead the Broncos in touchdowns because of his size. And uh, that gives you a huge weapon in the red zone. But another guy not to sleep on is Tim Patrick there. Tim Patrick, a similar receiver to Cortland Sutton, maybe not as athletic, but the same basic size and body type and skills. And uh, he uh, can easily be the Broncos touchdown leader this year. And I would not be shocked one bit. And now on to the defense. Who will lead the Broncos in sacks this season? Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, or here's an underrated guy that I think most of the national media is sleeping on, Draymond Jones. I do like Draymond Jones, but I think I could go with Bradley Chubbs just because he's been around, qualified. We know what he's going to do. I guess I'm a sucker for knowing, <laughs> maybe, assuming. I'm a sucker for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a sucker for uh, Draymond Jones as well. But uh, Bradley Chubb, uh, as long as he can avoid the injury bug this year, uh, he's definitely that top candidate to lead the Broncos in sex because if he has that comeback year that the coaches think he's going to have, uh, he should definitely be the uh, leader in sacks for the Broncos this season. And last but not least, the leader in interceptions and the Broncos have two of the best in the NFL at their position here, Justin Simmons at safety or Patrick Sertan headed into his second season like you at corner. I was going to say, I have to go with Patrick Sertan because second season, double trouble, right? Double <laughs> yeah. trouble coming in for second season. I feel it. I feel like this is going to be our dangerous, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it kind of felt like when we picked Patrick Sertan and Jerry Drew the year before that uh, Alexandria, who went to the University of Alabama, became the de facto GM for a second. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to sprinkle in my picks right here. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. But uh, the point is, Alexander would probably be simpatico with you there on Peg Sertan being the Broncos interception leader this season and not Justin Simmons. And uh, each year, the Denver Broncos cheerleaders pair two women up as business partners or BPs, as you like to call it. In DBC lingo, what is a business partner and how does it help improve team camaraderie? So I know, especially last year with Darian being my BP, she was more knowledgeable on everything going into her third season. And I was a rookie. I didn't know what I was doing. So having someone to text on game day and kind of calm my nerves a little bit for the first game, it's wonderful to have someone else there that is almost like your rock. Definitely when you're feeling a little nervous or anxious as a rookie to have someone that's like, it's good. You have all the time in the world. Here's what you need for the day. Um, here's what we're practicing tomorrow. It's quite special. And then this year, my business partner is Brittany, which is awesome because we danced together in high school. We danced together on the Outlaws and now we're Broncos cheerleaders together. So it's nice to have that friendship and kind of bounce ideas off of going into our second year and saying, oh, did you hear this about what we're practicing tonight? Make sure you have this, this, and this. So it's definitely changes, I think, as your years go on. It'll be interesting, hopefully, if I make the team next year, fingers crossed, and I get a rookie to see what it feels like to step into the position that Darian was in my first year and be that almost leader of someone who is nervous and anxious and doesn't know what they're doing to make sure that they have everything together like they should and have the best season possible. 
Yeah, you were very lucky to have Darian as your BP last year. She's such a wonderful soul. And uh, by the way, you can hear her on the intro to every single episode of this program. She was very gracious to do that with a couple of your teammates last year. Forever indebted to Darian for doing that for me. She is absolutely incredible. And uh, you deserve a special shout out, Darian, for all you have done for the Broncos organization during your three years uh, on the team. And you're crushing it now with that uh, boutique of yours. It is awesome. And she is Shannon, ladies and gentlemen, second year Denver Broncos cheerleader veteran. And follow her on Instagram and Twitter at DBC underscore Shannon. And Shannon, we have played a little game on this program in recent episodes with uh, three of your teammates and Cody White here, a teammate of Dalton Reisner in college and current center for the Chicago Bears, uh, called Country Music Superlatives. But since you're a rock and roll girl, we're going to play a game called Rock and Roll Superlatives. And in this game, um, I'm going to mention a context, and you mentioned the best song that you think fits that context and why, starting with the best rock song to get you fired up before a game. Oh, gosh, there's so many. One that gets me so excited is Immigration Song by Led Zeppelin. Something about the, like, heavy guitar. Yeah, it's just so much fun to get me pumped up for game day. Um, There's so many. Oh, my gosh, I'm trying to renegade by sticks. I know you like to play that whenever you post it, and I love it. It's such a good song. It hits hard, and it gets your adrenaline pumping. So that's usually on my game day playlist to get me ready for to go out on the field. Yeah, can't go wrong with either immigration or renegade. What about the best rock song to celebrate a Broncos touchdown to? I know you all perform the Pitbulls Don't Stop the Party after every Broncos touchdown, which is a good jam. But uh, if you could think of a rock song to replace that jam, what would it be? I don't know if I have one. I think I like Pitbulls Don't Stop the Party too much. And so it's hard to justify another song that feels that good dancing and gets your adrenaline pumping like that, running out to your number and doing our touchdown dance. That's undescribable. So I think I'm going to leave it as it is. Is that allowed in the rules? <laughs> We're going to allow it in the rules, Shannon. Don't worry, because uh, it has a it has a good beat and it's hard to replace. And if you couldn't think of a song to replace it with, uh, we would stick with it as it is. So you're within the rules there, Shannon. Okay, How good. about the best rock song to celebrate a Broncos win to? I like feeling satisfied by Boston. It's not as high intensity as like, oh, we just won, but it has that mellow groove to it when you have that satisfaction of winning and beating the opponent. And so that's what I always listen to on the way home. Feeling satisfied by Boston, it is. And uh, you kind of uh, gave us a hint a couple seconds ago, but you are a big, big, big Sticks fan. You mentioned Renegade is one of your favorite songs to get you fired up before a game. And uh, I was thinking of what stick song would be the best song to perform a quarter break routine to this season and one that you haven't performed to yet. I would love to perform to Blue Collared Man by Sticks. It's not really a game day song, um, but it's a good song and it hits hard like most stick songs do. <laughs> or Rock in the Paradise. Because it's fun. It's so much fun. Actually, I take it back. I would love to do that for a touchdown dance. Rock in the Paradise by Six. And it would work out perfectly because then I would get to dance to it. Oh, so we now have a new Broncos touchdown song in Rock in the Paradise by Sticks, and the Sticks song you best like to perform a quarter break routine to Blue Collar Man. Thank you for those aside, Shannon. I definitely hope to listen to them later today. And uh, what about the rock song that best describes the person you are? My personal song that I like to 
listen to when I'm sad, when I'm having a bad day is more than a feeling by Boston. Um, it's mellow, but it still is a rock song and it just feels good. It feels good to your soul. I don't know if that best describes me, but if I would pick a song that I feel in connection with, it would be that one. Yes. And we conclude our game of rock and roll superlatives with a bonus this or that. And I was thinking of two songs that I could easily see you and your teammates performing a quarter break routine to this year. One was Bang the Drum All Day by Todd Rundgren or Double Back from, by ZZ Top from Back to the Future 3. So what do you think is the better of those two songs to perform a quarter break routine to? I'm not a huge ZZ Top fan, so I'm a little biased in the answer. I have to say Bang the Drum All Day, but I, I have a respect for dancing to ZZ Top songs. So it would be hard, but I think based on me, <laughs> it would be <laughs> Bang on the Drums All Day. I kind of like that because they do play that song after every Packers touchdown and uh, coming from Chicago, being a Bears fan, except for when they play the Broncos, of course, it just breaks my heart every time to see the Packers score a touchdown and uh, no disrespect to Aaron Rodgers, but how he acted like a drama queen during all the season when everybody knew he was going back to Green Bay. I did the whole time. And yet for his camp to constantly make it more dramatic than it really was, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. So, uh, to have uh, you perform a routine to that song uh, is saying, uh, thanks, but no thanks, Aaron. We got Russell. So <laughs> there it goes. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so bang the drum all day. That would be a very great quarter break routine song for you guys to perform to this season. And Shannon, thank you so much once again for joining us. It's been a lot of fun having you on. And uh, as your teammate and fellow second year veteran Sophia said in our last episode, GBC practices are very, very hard physically. And every time you step out on that field, and I wish a lot more people were aware of this, you are risking or performing through injury just like the players are. And as a matter of fact, Josie, a DBC alumni who was the team's 2020 Pro Bowl representative, said on the Something in Your Teeth podcast, and by the way, check out the Something in Your Teeth podcast. It's a, a very good podcast that is co-hosted by Josie and another DBC alumni, Nikki. Josie said on that podcast that she spent her first two years on the team dancing through the pain and discomfort of a bum foot. Talk about toughness. So my question for you is, do you think cheerleaders are just as physically and mentally tough or even tougher than the players are? Well, I took on Noah Fant this last season and I can't oh, yeah, remember. <laughs> so I'm going to have to say cheerleaders are just as tough, if not tougher than the football players. And I think I'm happy you brought that up. A lot of people don't know, but um, there, we have a lot of injuries every, every practice, every day, every game, uh, every game day, excuse me. Um, and you just kind of get through the pain and it's because it's something we love to do. So I think, I think we're a little bit tougher. I like to say we're a little bit tougher. <laughs> yes. And uh, describe what that altercation with Noah Fant was last season. I, I unfortunately did not see that. I, I was at the game, but I was on the opposite side of the field. But when I came home and saw that, I was like, oh my God, Shannon, you are one tough person. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have always watched cheerleaders, you know, and altercations between cheerleaders and football players. And I always remember be, people being like, well, if they're coming at you gracefully, step to the side. Like it's super easy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like gracefully step to the side. I can do that. That'll be fine. And I'm so anxious. He was coming at me 
And I was like, well, what if I step right and he goes left? And what if I step left and he goes right? So it would have been so easy. But by the time I had made up my mind which way I was going to step, he was right there. And at that point, I was like, bring it in, buddy. I, I got you. We're going down together. <laughs> <laughs> and then after he hit me, I was in such a panic. I was like, what if I just took out Noah Fant for the rest of the season? Broncos country is going to hate me. I'm going to be the most hated cheerleader. So I flipped around. And I was like, oh my gosh, Noah, are you okay? And he looked at me and goes, are you okay? What are you talking about? Like, I am a huge man, padded, and you have you know, a little cheerleader uniform on. And I was still standing. I just was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, like, please be okay. Please be able to get back into the game. And I think everyone was more worried about me, but I wanted to make sure we were going to win that game and Noah Fant was going to be in for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. And by the way, Noah Fant, you are going to be sorely, sorely missed in Broncos country, but we wish you nothing but the best with the Seahawks in Seattle. And hopefully you'll be part of a very good roster reconstruction there. And she is Denver Broncos cheerleader, Shannon, ladies and gentlemen, second year veteran. Follow her on Instagram and Twitter at DBC underscore Shannon. Shannon, it's truly been the best time with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. And that's it for today here on Sports Crunch. But our Beyond the Chat series continues very soon with Shannon's amazing teammates, Chelsea and BB. So stay tuned. Also, an extra special thank you to the amazing director of the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, the boss, the goat herself, Shauna Peters, no offense, Bruce Springsteen and Tom Brady, for allowing us to have Shannon and some of her inspiring teammates on this program. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter at dcrom 59 and on Instagram and now TikTok at Sports Crunch with dcrom. And remember, that's Crunch with a K. On behalf of Shannon and myself, thank you so much for tuning in. And whatever you're doing, please choose love. Please choose kindness. Please choose compassion. Please choose selflessness. Please choose empathy and all the qualities that make the Denver Broncos cheerleaders so exceptional. And also, please keep the folks in Buffalo, Uvalde, Texas, Highland Park, Illinois, and the brave, inspiring people of Ukraine in your thoughts, prayers, and whatever actions possible. Until next time, cats, kittens, stay cool.